Hello and welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I am your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you through the Stay Woke Podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I'm going to touch on controlling the narrative. topic I want to touch on is the recent championship that was won by the Golden State Warriors, uh, and particularly Kevin Durant. And then I'll also do a follow-up piece on Kanye. But I'm going to start with Kevin Durant first. Interesting enough with him, obviously he's now won back-to-back championships in a row. You would think that this obviously solidifies him as one of the greatest players of, of his generation, which it obviously does. But it's a narrative with him that he kind of can't get over the hump with. And there's always a lot of factors, but end results are end results. So, for example, his career record against LeBron when he was in Oklahoma City has never been good. And he's always looked traditionally like he kind of... I wouldn't say he's intimidated by LeBron, but I don't think they're on the same. If all things are equal and they're playing against each other on equal teams, it's such a night and day difference between them as players. It's it's not even close. It's almost like the comparison between, say, Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler was a great two guard. He's one of the great players of his era. But the gap between him and Jordan was just so wide that. A lot of people didn't really recognize that. So say back in that era, if Clyde Drexler had free agency, which they did to a certain degree, that's why he went to a team like the Rockets and he got his chip. Of course, the media then isn't the media now. But in terms of Kevin Durant, piggybacking off of him and you see how uh, even when he won last year, he didn't feel really fulfilled. He said he it didn't feel the way he wanted it to feel. He said it's more like a relief. And then winning this year, he made a comment saying, like, hey, being the best player doesn't really matter if um, you don't have the results to go along with it. So, yeah, you can say all day that LeBron's better than him, but the fact that he won a championship over him again, that's all people are going to bring up, that they've now played each other three times in the finals, and it's a two-to-one edge against LeBron in terms of it favoring Durant, which is true. That's a true statement. Because a lot of people don't look at factors like that. Combinations of reasons are are always there, no matter what the case of any scenario that you have, whether it's in business, life, education, it doesn't matter what field or what genre of, of anything you're involved in, it always comes down to what the results are. So I do agree with him on, on that. Kevin Durant's an interesting uh, character study because I, I think that the media, especially nowadays, especially sports media, they've created this doomsday narrative all the time. And then they're mad that now players got hip to it. And like a lot of people, like a lot of guys, similar to Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron, once they figure out that the owners were just creating expansion teams because they kept getting paid a bunch of money and they realized how many of these teams are not well ran or well managed once they figure that out, they're like, well, wait a minute. Like, why would I be, if you're Chris Bosch, why would I be the best player on a mediocre franchise? But all I can say is I'm a number one option. But then if I go to, say, Miami, I become the third guy, I'm going to get my notoriety. Because everywhere Chris Bosch goes, he's still recognized as a two-time NBA champion. So him going to Miami was justified, even with people coming at him from his game. And everybody knew how great Chris Bosch was. Anybody that really followed the NBA knew how great he was, but he was just known as a guy that was putting up 22-10 in Toronto and nobody watched. And that's what his career was. So that's a true statement on how, you know, 
Chris Bosh is a case study of like, hey, the ends justify the means. LeBron going to Miami was the same thing. It's, and that's the narrative now with uh, his situation. You know, when you're at a an organization, you're in an infrastructure system where things are not well ran, but people want you to stay there anyway. From a sentimental value standpoint, no one would say that at any other job in this country. Hey, why don't you stay at a place that you're not really happy at and they have no direction? No one knows exactly what they're doing, but hey, you're from here. So just, you know, just just stick it out. No one in any other field is told that, but in sports, in particular, the NBA, because in the NBA, not having a particular generational changing player sets your organization back six, seven, eight years. And that's why if you look at, say, Oklahoma City post Durant, they're going to struggle. What I've personally chosen, Russell Westbrook over James Harden at the time. No, I felt like James Harden's game mixed better with Kevin Durant's. And I actually think that if it was James Harden and Kevin Durant, I think they both would stay be, still be in OKC. And that's coming from a place where Sam Presti is a well-respected GM and knows how to run his job and, and handle himself. But the narrative that's going to be like, hey, you know, they had these three, you know, game-changing type players. You can't pay everyone. So they didn't want to go into a luxury tax at the time, so they moved off those contracts. And it's weird. You end up going into the luxury tax for Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. Doesn't exactly make a whole lot of sense, but they did that anyway. And they lost James Harden over 5 to $6 million. Instead of the max at 58 at the time, they only offered him 52 And then that's when Houston swooped in and offered him the deal that they offered him. And then he left, which made a lot of sense. And a you know, no state tax state like Texas. Five years, I think 80 at the time sounds a lot better in Houston versus Oklahoma City. And nothing against Oklahoma City. I've never been there. But from a, a, a real estate standpoint, Houston's a, a more vibrant, more attractive city, especially if you're a guy in your 20s. And now you're getting a chance to lead a franchise. But Kevin Durant, even ironically enough, is even being mentioned now that this is not going to be a lasting thing with him in Golden State. That, you know, hey, he's got his two titles. You know, obviously he's going to come back next year. And one or two things are going to either happen. I think he, if he wins, he can say he three-peats. And then he can like, hey, I, I've won three rings. I'm good. Or they lose and he leaves anyway. Because I think had they lost this year, that would have really changed the argument of their team. Uh, they're not as unbeatable as they're marketed to be. They're not. And Steve Kerr is a great coach. I do think he's a great coach. I, you know, um, I think sometimes he he doesn't, he's never going to get the kind of notoriety that you would think would come with it just because of what his roster is. I mean, the win-loss record when he hasn't been on the bench, like they've won like a finals game without him with Mike Brown. Mike Brown got his first finals game win with Steve Kerr not being there. But he's coaching arguably the two or three greatest assembled teams ever in, in NBA history behind probably the 92, 93 Bulls. I kind of go back and forth on both those teams versus the 87 Lakers. And then really, I could probably put the 85 Lakers even ahead of this Golden State team. But that's just some of the things I, I, I kind of was thinking about, especially with with him this week and him winning the title. And it just it doesn't really feel like, like you know, they, they got it, but it doesn't really feel like they got it. I know, And they're a very popular team, and, and Kevin Durant's very likable and popular. 
but it just it kind of doesn't really feel like even amongst his peers, like they're not going to really give it up to him. The media has to announce him as that. And I think it, that's going to be true because, again, end results matter. But amongst his peers, it's never going to be that kind of love. And uh, with that being said, I transitioned to say Kanye and post him releasing his album and also uh, the joint album that he had with uh, Kid Cudi that's out. And and if anyone's ever mastered controlling a narrative very well, it's Kanye. Kanye has been able to kind of go on this this publicity tour where he's been able to touch on mental health awareness He's gone from saying he's bipolar to his wife saying that he's in a of sound mind to then, you know, all the stuff with Trump and the Magna hats and then all this stuff happening between, you know, Pusha T and Drake. And he's been able to do enough to kind of do what he's always done since the beginning of his career. He's been able to have a narrative that's been making really great music throughout his career, combined with being interesting beyond music. Because Kanye is one of the handful of people where you can mention three to four other things about him before you even mention him musically. And up to this point, he's been an incredible musician. I've heard some tracks off his album, and some of them have been pretty good. The T.I. record that he did was all right. It, it was fine. I think probably I look at that record much differently if you don't have all the, the stuff prior to happening with him. And I would be lying to say that it, it, it hasn't affected it. I think that's very disingenuous. It's like for a lot of people that says it doesn't affect the way that it's like it does. You can separate it more often than not, but it does. And I know the um, the one record, the Yikes record, I believe that's the record that Drake wrote. And it kind of does sound like something that if that's the I believe that's is the precise record that he wrote. It does sound like Drake did write that in Kanye's voice because all the stuff that he talks about on there is all over the map, and that's kind of how Kanye is on a lot of his records. He's all over the place. But that's what's kind of always been, like, his secret to kind of making him always interesting and always kind of compelling to listen to. And he's another person that's kind of like, and I've, you know, I've touched on this with a couple people recently about it. He's never been known as, you know, an MC of that. He's been known as an overall package, as a producer and as a... um as someone in fashion and who moves culture like, and he addressed it at one point in this way interview, which I remember was interesting. Cause I think before he had that, uh, the, the famous lines that he had come later on in that interview, he already like mapped out like, Hey, the best rapper of all time, I believe he said was going to be Tupac. You won't eclipse that. The greatest musician of all time is Michael Jackson. The greatest basketball of all time is Michael Jordan. So then you, if you're in any one of those fields, you have to find ways to add layers to make you relevant and to stand aside from them and still be held in that same regard. And I, that was very interesting that he said that because that's a very true thing is that you have to find ways to make yourself stand out in that particular industry very well. Because for example, I don't, I can't really even think of an artist that's the closest to Michael Jackson as, as great as Beyonce is I just, I really don't think people really get the the impact Mike had. From a rapping standpoint, whenever people do top fives, I know a lot of times, especially with uh, pundits, Tupac is mentioned, but maybe it's just the shows I, I, I catch. Tupac doesn't really get that same kind of respect and people try and break it down to flows and deliveries and stuff like that. It's just, 
I don't know. And, and I and I think Big was great. I think there's a lot of guys, obviously, like Rakim, KRS-One. Those guys definitely stand out. L Cool J, you have to put them up there. But Tupac is the most influ- you know, imitated rapper in history. So I, I get that. And as far as the, the Jordan thing, obviously, just because a lot of people wanted to be Mike, he, he came, he was lightning in a bottle for that era, and so he fits. You would think with the resume that LeBron has had, you would think he'll be more beloved, considering on how America's been fascinated with him for nearly more than half his life, since he was 16 and he's 33. And so it's kind of it's kind of interesting, you know, the way people in America look at LeBron versus Jordan. I guess they feel like they can't have both, so you have to tear down one to have the other. And narratives with that is true. They'll say, hey, well, LeBron's been swept twice in the finals. Jordan got swept twice in the first round. Is the first round sweep better than the final sweep? I I guess if people want to hold on to that. But uh, an L's an L. But again, it's narrative, right? People, if you control the narrative, it can fit and suit your argument very well. And I think in regards to Kanye, he's done a great job of that overall. I don't agree with what he's done. I, I think it's very counterproductive to do that. But it, it's genius in terms of being able to keep enough conversation amongst people going. And then he can just stay gone because to his point, he's done that a lot throughout his career. He'll say his stuff and then he'll go away and let you guys kind of simmer on that. Those are just some of my thoughts that I have on that. I want to thank all you guys who've been listening to this show, man. I thank you guys, man. This has been a really great time hosting this show. I'm looking forward to doing more. I want to thank D for help putting this show together and uh, making sure that this podcast uh, continues to grow and do well. So for everyone that's out there listening to all platforms, definitely like, share, follow this pod. I'm looking forward to do more in the future. I'm your host. Thank you for listening to Could You Be More Specific? And I hope you guys have a good one.